Hey, it's Dan, Dan Waltzman, and you're listening to the Edgy Conversations podcast. As you know, this is the podcast for driven people with clear goals who want to be their best selves. Each month, we've been looking into a particular subject, and we dive into a subject with the intention of getting to know it really, really well. Not just kind of like surface-level knowledge, but but deep, deep knowledge. What's fascinating for me, for all of you, just to share the inside scoop, is, you know, I, I kind of get obsessed with the subject. And as it gets towards the end of a month, I get a little sad because it's time to move on to a different subject. This month, we've been talking about surprise and delight. And I think delivering surprise and delight in business is it's right up there with giving, when you give so much value, no longer makes sense. Those two things, giving lots of value and, and, and delivering surprise and delight while giving value, will, will explode your business in, in ways you never imagined possible. Like we throw around words like massive growth and insane momentum, but, but that's really the key is delivering surprise and delight. All this week, I've been in Silicon Valley. Actually, last week I was. This week, I'm trying to recover from all my meetings. It's interesting. Silicon Valley reminds me a lot of D.C. You know, when you're in D.C., you you know, you know. I mean, the, the metro is full of people heading to the Pentagon, wearing suits and ties and looking somewhat uncomfortable and busy and hurried. Everyone's got the same short, cropped haircut that looks like they're ex-army or ex-marines, right? You just got a sense that... People are doing all kind of a similar sort of business, and, and they are. People use a similar wording. They'll use jargon that you're like scratching your head, trying to figure out what the heck they just said. They know they're all laughing and joking and nodding and smiling, and you're going, what? It's interesting. Everyone kind of behaving like everyone else, picking up on the jargon of everyone else, wearing what they see someone else wearing doing the things that they think they should do. And and there's not a lot of surprise and delight in Washington, D.C. And by the way, I don't mean this to get into politics. That's a whole nother angle. But very early on when I was helping companies with strategy, people would say, but Dan, we can't do that. We've got the federal contract regulations we have to be a part of. Now, for those of you who don't know, the federal government, the U.S. federal government, spends more money than anyone else in the world. It is by far the single biggest vendor in the world. Billions and billions and hundreds of billions and billions of dollars a year it spends. Everything from staples to consultants to websites and beyond, right? It buys lots of stuff. So you want to get on a government contract, or most people do at least, so they can sell that stuff, buy that stuff, right? Same is true, I noticed when I was in Silicon Valley last week. No one's wearing a suit there. A few people when you know, blazers, blazers, jeans. And what's interesting, very, very casual sort of, you know, California behavior. What's, what was interesting to me is just as I travel, how these communities of people kind of who come together talk the same, act the same, work the same, live the same. It's probably true in your community too, your online community, and you're just the physical place where you live. Now, here's my challenge to you. Here's my question. Here's the topic for the day. How willing are you to go outside that comfort zone so that you can deliver surprise and delight? 
So you can't surprise someone with something that they already know or are used to or have experience experiencing. You can't deliver surprise and delight when there's no surprise and there's not much delight. The whole definition of surprise and delight is that you're delivering something new that's surprising and quite amazing, right? That's why we call it delightful. So how can you do that if you look and smell and taste and feel and touch exactly like everyone else? The truth is you can't. You can't. Now, this is where things get awkward in the discussion because you have to be different in order to deliver surprise and delight. And if you're different, there's a risk that it could be different in a way that other people criticize. It could be different in a way where other people look at you and say, ooh, ooh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I want to be around that guy. I don't know if that's something I should do. I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. Surprise and delight. You don't get a free pass to deliver surprise and delight and get all the awards and accolades and monetary riches of surprise and delight until you're willing to endure that uncomfortableness that you might call that we learned in high school something like being weird, being a weirdo. I mean, I know a little something about that, just having been raised the way I was raised, no TV in my home, didn't really listen to music until I met my, met my wife, uh, who was from Detroit, so had, was listening to all the music. You can imagine, right? Not knowing basic songs that are coming on the radio. But I'm like, this is a good song. And it's like, oh yeah, that's the Eagles. And that like that record sold 5 billion records, right? That, that, so like everyone knows that song. You're the only one on the planet who doesn't know that song. So maybe I accidentally stumbled into some of this thinking, some of this way of life, high productivity living, right? Where delivering a surprise and delight just came naturally because... Being weird was an obstacle I had already crossed because my parents had forced me to cross it. And I, I'm convinced that being different is probably is one of the hardest things you can attempt. It really is hard to be different. When everything is screaming at you to conform, to, to play, the, play it by the rules that someone else has set up, it's really, really, really hard to stand up and say, yeah, I, th I think I'm going to be different. I think I'm going to try something uh, a slightly different way. It's not easy to think for yourself. But it's at the very root of who you are and where you want to be and the results that you're expecting to get. So let's talk about this deeper for a few minutes. Because I want this to be an a impactful podcast, even if it is shorter than my usual. What are you doing to be different? Are you reading books that kind of get you thinking about your life in different ways? Are you going outside your circle for perspective? Mentors, friends, gurus, experts who could help, help you in ways that your current circle can't? I mean, think about it. What are you doing right now to be different? It's not easy to, to kind of come up with a few solutions, is it? E even now, as I ask the question of myself, I go, you know, 
there's a big part of me that's a conformist that wants to get along, that wants to please, that wants to not stand out, not be noticed or picked on or criticized, just to kind of go along to get along. But this is, this is the seeds of disaster. This is the beginning of when it gets really bad. This is that moment when you start saying, uh-oh, we're headed in the wrong direction. It's like one of those movies where they're in some time warp and the, they pull out their compass to try to figure out where to go and it's just spinning. And you go, oh no, I don't know where I'm at, but I know I'm in a place I probably shouldn't be. And that's, that's exactly where you are right now if you're not delivering surprise and delight, if you're not different. So we know we should be different. We actually, if you're listening to this, probably believe that you are different. Now, here's the kicker. It's not just about being different. It's about being so different that people automatically know it and feel it and are attracted to it. That's not a, a low standard. That's actually a high mark to achieve, right? That's not something that you just accidentally do. That's intentional. That's purposeful. That's deliberate. That's you going out of your way to be different. You can't be different until you know who you are. It's one thing I've learned. Until you know what you really want, the other lesson that's super important. You can't be different until you put in some effort. It's actually hard work thinking for yourself. What's interesting is that on long runs, sometimes I'll go with a group. And one of the cool things about running with a group is you can just follow the person right in front of you. You don't need to think about it too much. You don't need to plan. You don't even need to do much more than just follow the person in front of you, right? They lift their feet. You lift your feet. They go, oh, there's, a, there's some water in the, in the trail. And they step around it, right? You step around it. And when you're the first person in that group, you're looking and watching and keeping an eye on everything. You have to because you're looking out for your own success. But when you're following a group, you just have to watch the person in front of you. Now, what if that person isn't going where you want to go? What if that person isn't headed in the direction that you want to direct your life? They're probably not. It's a short challenge today, but one that I want to impress upon you. Maybe this is because it's something that I'm thinking about and working on. And it's this. What are you doing to be different? What are you doing to stand out? What are you doing to think for yourself? To plan for yourself? Fight for yourself? To nurture and mold and really challenge yourself to reach that next level? It's not automatic, but it will happen. You can deliver surprise and delight. The first obstacle in your way is being a bit different. Thank you.